You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we have spent a good deal of time together the last two days. I pray that you will guide the words that will be spoken and that in doing so that you will feed your lambs, you will take care of your sheep. Indeed, you will feed your sheep. Look upon us with mercy and grace, Almighty God, on this day. Bless us and the words that we hear. We pray earnestly that they are acceptable in your sight. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray for these things in this way. Amen. There's such a thing as called drifting away. I didn't drift away. I turned hard left and I matted the gas pedal. I was so far away from God, it was not good. I was prodigal for nine years, from the time I was confirmed until the age of 22. But it was on a typical day when I was awoke from sleep, I had this thought in my mind. You're a man without a church. And I thought that to be a course correction, a GPS, if you will. Not global position satellite, God position satellite. Michael, get back on course. Well, it would take a long time. But indeed, it began from that morning. And I went and I talked to my parents and I said to them, I've, you know, I've, I want to return to the church. So they were a church-going household. So I went to their church and they warned me that the pastor was a little rough. That um, he was very confrontational and he would call you out. Well, I was too young in this change of course to be able to hear confrontational language. I needed something a little bit more soft, if you will. We also knew a friend of the family who was a pastor. His name was Pastor Art Kleintop. And my mom and my dad said, you, you should go where he is because we think it could benefit. So I did. It was St. John's Farmersville in, in Bush, Bethlehem Township. And when I walked into that place, I felt a connection. I didn't feel a connection with the pastor, although I eventually did. 
I didn't feel a connection with the people. Although I eventually did. There was something in that worship space that caught my eye. And here it is 48 years later. And it still is a part of my prayer life especially at specific times. You know those older churches, they had those big, beautiful stained glass windows? Well, they had a stained glass window right above the altar, 15 foot high, that caught my attention because it was what I needed in this course correction. And what that picture was, was a picture of a shepherd but more importantly, what I connected to is in that stained glass, in the left arm of the shepherd, was this little tiny lamb. And that lamb had this look of absolute comfort and peace and security. And you know how little animals like that have that innocent look and, and they're looking up at you, trusting in you. That is what was depicted in that stained glass. That's what connected me to that place. That little lamb. Although I seen the shepherd that was holding the lamb, it was the lamb that I connected with. And throughout the ongoing 48 years up to this time, there are times that that stained glass comes back in full color vision in my thoughts as I pray. And I'm looking to be that little lamb protected by the shepherd. You know, the shepherd is depicted, but it's like my wife says, that's an artistic rendering. Because if Jesus Christ would walk into this sanctuary right now, how would you recognize him? What would he look like? Well, the stained glass has him referenced as a Nazarite. Or one who is devoted to God. You know, no hair ever cut, no beard ever shaved, no razor ever touched them. Couldn't drink any fermented drink. Couldn't touch the dead. So the picture that was depicted of the shepherd was one who had long hair, long beard. But I never ever connected with that. It was always the little lamb. And the little lamb was just nestled against the clothing that the shepherd was wearing, feeling the the gentle touch not only of his hands but of his garments so if I was to ask you what does Jesus look like we would probably all have varying views or maybe they would be very similar to what we see as a Nazarite would have longer hair and a beard but the truth is we don't know there is no biblical description of Christ except if we go back two weeks ago we heard in the book of Revelation in the reading that Christ looked like this according to the Apostle John his hair was like wool white as snow his eyes were like burning fire 
His feet were like bronze in a furnace. His voice was like rushing water. This didn't look anything like the stained glass window. According to this description, I would not recognize him. Because there was a tongue that looked like a double-edged sword. Not in the stained glass, but in the book of Revelation. And his face shone like the brightness of the sun. Again, didn't look anything like that stained glass. Last Sunday, we heard another description of Jesus, of what his appearance was. Last week we heard that his appearance was that of a lamb that had been slain. Didn't look anything like that stained glass window. So when we hear the gospel for today, and Jesus is walking in the colonnade of Solomon, and the other believers during the fest, a feast of dedication were there. They had an idea of what the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ, was to look at, look like. And they were standing in the presence of him. And what did they ask him? Could you just tell us plainly if you are the one. They were not able to recognize his presence, just like probably you and I cannot recognize his physical presence. You see, in their mind, they were looking for someone who was more militarily adorned because they believed that the Messiah was going to be like King David, who was the military leader that vanquished all of Israel's enemies. And this dedication, which they call Hanukkah, began in 165 BC when the Maccabeans had defeated their oppressors. So the people were looking for someone to give them a course correction and return them to a relationship with God. And they had this preconceived appearance of what he should look like. But again, the truth is, we don't know what he looks like. So how do we recognize the presence of the anointed one? Jesus goes on to say, I did tell you plainly, the works I do testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. So how do we recognize Christ's presence in our life to get us back on course with our relationship with God? We have to see his works in our life. We have been in the Easter season and we have seen and heard how those works have been realized. Because the people who spent three years with Jesus, when Jesus is raised from the dead, they don't recognize him. 
They just spent three years with him. But the perishable body was now raised imperishable. It was different. Jesus goes on to say, after telling them how they could recognize him, by him doing the works that his father has sent him to do, that the sheep listen to him because they know his voice. And we can see that in the scriptures for ourselves. When Mary Magdalene goes on Easter morning, only three weeks ago we looked at this, and she goes to the tomb, and the tomb is empty, and she is startled, and she is spoken to by angels, and she leaves the tomb to go back to tell the disciples, and she encounters someone that she thinks is a gardener. And she says to the person she thinks is a gardener, because she didn't recognize who it was, if you have taken him someplace, tell me so I can go and get him. And the one she thought was a gardener simply said, Mary. And she recognized his voice. She recognized the voice of the one who held her in his arms like that little lamb and redirected her life on a pathway to eternal life. We see this again and again. If we go back two weeks ago, when Thomas says, unless I put my hands in his wounds, and in his side, I will not believe. And indeed, it happens that way. Thomas is now with the disciples. The doors are locked. Jesus is in their presence. Did Thomas recognize Jesus by his appearance? No, but by the works that he did. That's how he was recognized, by the works that he did. When we look at all of the wonderful things that Jesus did, you know, not one of them people that he healed ever gives a description of him. But you also notice that no one ever discounts that it happened. Jesus is recalling us to the fact that when we hear of these powerful hearings as we witness them in our own personal lives, we become the witnesses to the anointed one of God in our life. It was at the pool of Bethsaida there was a man there who was crippled. He was an invalid for 38 years. And Jesus approaches him. And he said to him, do you want to get better? And the man responds to Jesus and says, yes, I want to get better. But every time the water gets stirred, 
Someone goes around me and gets in the water first. You see, it was the belief that when the water was stirred, the first one in the water would be healed by Almighty God. And this man for 38 years tried to be the first one in the water and could never make it because people would go around him. And Jesus looks at him and says, pick up your mat and go. Pick up your mat and go. The works that Jesus does in the Father's name testifies to who he is. But if you are not part of his sheep, you do not believe. Jesus sees this man a little bit later. And he said to him, stop sinning or your affliction will be worse. Evidently, after 38 years of being an invalid, he was set free by Jesus and his pathway was not on the correct course. But Jesus gives him that encouragement to correct his course to receive the gift of the presence of the anointed one of God. So how does this work for you and I? How do we recognize and realize that Jesus stands in our presence? We have to look at the work he does in the Father's name. So for those of us who believe in Jesus, our understanding becomes enlarged. When we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, by Almighty God, to understand a piece of scripture that we never did before, it shows the work of Christ in our life. Fears and frustration are put to rest. Those things that used to make us shudder and hide and isolate ourselves are put to rest in Christ in our life. Miracles are fashioned. Things that we never thought could possibly happen happen. Blessings are claimed. Blessings understood to find favor and privilege in God's sight. The works that Jesus does in the Father's name. These are the things we experience in our life in the course correction so that we can feel like that little lamb, so cared for, so gentle by the touch of the one who came to save us. Jesus clearly declares to us on this day, no one, no one can snatch you out of his hand.
When he holds you, he holds you. And no one can take you from him. And in the same way, the Father, who is above all things, holds you in his hand. This day for us is an assurance, a blessed assurance, that we have stood and stand in the presence of the Anointed One. And what he has done to benefit each and every one of us. To keep us in the care and protection. We can't recognize his physical presence at this time. But we can recognize the works that he has done and we experience in our life. This is what gives us the comfort and the peace of being held in the shepherd's arms. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.